Well, hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Dr. Joe Galati podcast, broadcasting high above the Texas Medical Center in Houston, purveyor of all things related to the liver, health and wellness, nutrition, food and cooking, and all around doctor banter and witty repartee with our experts that visit us. Our website is drjoegalati.com. If you'd like to send me a note, subscribe to our newsletter, or even see me as a patient. If you want to call and be part of the program, dial us at 888-438-9431. And now, on with the podcast. Every Sunday, raising your health IQ one listener at a time. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. This is Your Health First. Thank you so much for tuning in and sharing uh, an hour of your weekend with us. Don't forget, drjoegalati.com is our website. And as we were saying earlier, Brent Gallagher, the owner and performance coach at Avenue Fitness, avenuefit.com is... Here with us on the radio tonight, Brent. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing awesome. And yourself? We're doing fine and happy yeah. to have you on and 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 talk about exercise. So, uh, you know, we've we've had you on before, and we love to talk about exercise and the importance of it. But from your standpoint, in all the years that you've been doing this, let's just sort of back up on the topic of. COVID. Um, what's the impact of COVID had on overall health and, and people's attitude towards health, wellness, exercise, et cetera? What have you seen over the last year and a half? Well, I think initially, I think it was I mean, outside of people getting sick. Obviously, that's not something that you want to have happen. But I think initially when everything slowed down, everybody started to you know take their foot off the gas. And they went for more walks. They started spending more time at home. They started eating dinners from home. I mean, it was like the perfect scenario. I mean, it, outside of the worldwide pandemic going on, you, know, you started to have everybody start to, I think, reset the batteries and say, okay, hey, what is truly uh, important? What is something that something that I can do today, tomorrow, and for years to come? Um, so you really kind of saw this kind of just gathering of, of families together to kind of go slowly through their day. Obviously, you're not having a commute to, to work, so more people are finding time in the morning to, to kind of start their day off a little bit slower, uh, fitting in the workout that they say that, you know, they never really have the time to do. Um, and then in the evenings, obviously, everybody was kind of cooking back as a family again, right. uh, just because, again, we didn't have any other options to do. So initially, I thought it was awesome. Um, but now as things have started to reopen again, you know, everybody's kind of back to the, the frantic pace of, of go, 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 more, more, more. Um, I, I think we're starting to lose sight of it. So I'm just a little bit of, you know, kind of just what so many people felt in the beginning, how good they really, truly felt. Uh, and now it's kind of getting right back into a little bit of the rat race of, you know, things were the way they were before. Yeah. Now, started. yeah. Now, how did, how did you guys respond? Because, you know, people were not gathering and uh, social distancing, but your business is predicated on getting together and uh, working close with each other. Yeah. So I mean, we did like just about every other gym in the world did. <laughs> we switched everything to Zoom uh, workouts. Uh, the great thing about what we do is we do 30-minute sessions. So, um, you know, people were more apt to, to, I think, jump online initially for just a short period of time because we we're all trying to figure it all out. Right. Um, and I think for us, for our community, jumping online super quick, uh, even people who spent all day long, you know, kind of in the Zoom sessions, you know, weren't really interested in doing hour-longs or 45-minute long Zoom right. sessions. So they would jump on 30 minutes. They loved it. They got it. And, you know, kind of just went about the rest of their day. Yeah. Now, now just looking at 
so much has been written and discussed about exercise and and how to do it. What is your general philosophy with what you've learned over the years? And and, and again, we could just throw out as and as as an example, slow and steady versus the more high intensity workout weights. You know, just crunching weights or you know people using your your own body weight as a sense of force and and the role of stretching and i know this is a lot to sort of hit yeah. in one one uh question but give us a little direction as as to how you like to look at this yeah well first off i think it's just meeting people where you're at saying look if you're not doing anything well, let's just start with some simple walking right, let's just put the shoes by the door and then every day when you walk past them to go to work or something you look at them you acknowledge that they're there and then maybe one day you know you're going to put them on and go for a 10 minute walk around the right. neighborhood you got a dog maybe you go walk your dog there um, but if you're somebody who are you know you're, you're looking at it and saying okay how can i map out my week you know what's what's the ideal number of sessions i should do here and there i think you need a mixture of both you need, you need some stuff to to kind of like push push yourself just a little bit get, break a little bit of a sweat and then you also you need things to just, I think, relieve the stress, clear your head, uh, you know, if you will. So think about it from a stress relief or right. a sweat session there for you. So lift weights, yes, I think it's, it's actually really important uh, for us as we start to get older. Um, you know, obviously in my 40s now, but I still see it as something in the 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s and beyond. It's the one thing that I don't think that we give enough attention to. Um, but just as we get older, we start to lose muscle mass and all the things that I'm sure you've talked about on your show before that happen when we do start to lose that mass over the years, you know, kind of all the ill effects that we have with that. So two or three times a week, uh, you know, we always recommend for lifting weights. Uh, at least once or twice a week, we do something that, you know, we say is you get you huffing and puffing, you know, kind of take your breath away some just a little right. bit. Because uh, we always want to be ready for just in case, you know what, it's raining and you got to sprint from the car to the store. You want to be able to do that and still get in the store and kind of shop and, you know, have a good time, not something where you get into the store and you start to feel sick a little bit because you push the pace on just to, to avoid getting too wet. So, you know, one or two sessions a week of, of kind of pushing yourself there just to huff and puff. And then something slow and steady. You know, it could be just a long walk. It could be a long bike ride, right. uh, if you will. It doesn't have to be that three to five miles that everybody thinks that we have to do every single day or it has to be a, a 45-minute spin session that you do every single day of the week. But two or three times lifting weights one or two times kind of huffing and puffing. Uh, and then, like I said, you know, maybe one, maybe two days of something to slow and study for yourself. Right. Now, the stretching and flexibility, I think, is something that isn't talked about enough. What's your take on that? Yeah, it's, it's something that, I mean, I'm, I'm here telling you this. I don't do it enough for myself. Yeah. I always say, hey, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to invest five minutes at the at the beginning of a workout. I'm going to invest five minutes at the end of it. You know, something always happens that I never do it at the beginning, and something always happens that I never do it at the end. And then I say, hey, you know what? I'm going to do it, you know, five minutes before I go into bed. Uh, and I think that's probably where I've got the best kind of, I think, you know, percentage of actually going through and following through with it all. Um, but I think it's just setting yourself up for a routine to say, hey, when does this fit into my day or when does this fit into my week? Yes, we will all feel 10 times better. Uh, if we do stretch a little bit more, I mean, just think how you felt as a kid. You know, you really never had any back knees, right. shoulders, hip problems. But, you know, as we get older, we, we sit a little bit more. We don't move around as much. We don't hop and skip. We don't play on playgrounds. So we lose that ability just to kind of like move freely. And if you think 
about it. You know, again, as we age, the less freedom that you have from the mobility in your joints, right. the more we get hunched over, the more we get hunched over, the more things start to kind of like break down inside the joints. And then again, it, it just kind of starts to be painful. You know, if you're simply just lifting and, and putting a box up onto a top shelf or, you know, walking up your stairs or walking down your stairs. Yeah. Now, you know, being a trainer and coach, you really have to be part psychologist, I, I believe, with with your clients and the people you interact with. What would you say uh, is the number one barrier, maybe an excuse, and, and have these changed over the years? No, I mean, it's, it's for all, always it's been, you know, time. Time has always been the biggest factor. Um, you know, then all of a sudden COVID hit and everybody had all the time that, you know, we possibly right. could. Uh, and then we still, there's still a great percentage of people who still couldn't find the time to, to fit it in. Um, but I think it, the biggest barrier to it all, you know, is we've all had bad experiences with fitness. You know, whether that was if you go back to the seventh grade and right. a PE coach ran you into the ground or, <laughs> you know, when, when you left school for the first thing, when you left home for the first time and you packed on a little bit of weight because you didn't have that same type of activity level right. that you once did in high school. And all of a sudden, you, you started to gain a little bit of weight and things didn't feel the right way. Or it was later on in life when all of a sudden, you know, you didn't take care of yourself and then you end up at the doctor's office and you have a little bit of a health scare. You know, so we all have this kind of fear, I think, that holds us back from taking that first step because we know that, hey, if I do take this first step, I am going to have to change some of my ways. I am going to have to, as you were talking about in the segment before about the trans fats and stuff, right. I am going to have to start to look at my food a little bit differently. You know what? Maybe I can't go out and have you know a couple of beers like I used to. Maybe I'm just going to limit myself to one. You know, I can't go out and binge every single weekend like I used to do. So right. there is that fearful of, hey, you're taking something away from me. Um, and I think as adults, we, we have trouble with that. You know, we don't like someone telling us to go to bed. We don't like someone telling us that, you know, hey, you, you shouldn't eat that or that's probably we're not going to you know, be the best for you here a couple of months, a couple of years down the road if you're continuing to, to follow this path. So I think sometimes it's just our own inner you know, kind of story that we have from our past that uh, holds us back. Because a lot of times what we thought as comfort, you know, kind of at one right. point in time that things weren't going too well, you know, you sought out food to, to find comfort at that time or you sought out you know, something else that could be just as a, you know, we look at it as maybe a, as an addiction. Anyway, you sought out something to, to comfort you during that time. But now, as you got past that season of life, you're still hanging on to that quote unquote addiction right. that is holding you back in more areas than just one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fear of change. And that that's very, very difficult to challenge. All right, uh, Brent, what we're going to do, we're going to uh, put you on hold here for a few minutes. We're talking with Brent Gallagher from Avenue Fitness. AvenueFit.com is uh, his website with all of his great colleagues. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Final segment coming up. Stay tuned. We're going to be talking about more exercise and what you need to do. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're here every Sunday between 7 and 8 p.m. This is Your Health First, and that's exactly what we do. We want to think about your health first. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. And don't forget, drjoegalati.com. Sign up for our newsletter. All of our social media is there, and a few people have sent messages to me already. The bok choy soup recipe is on our Facebook page, and I'm talking with Brent Gallagher. Brent, uh, do, you, do you like uh, bok choy? Yeah, actually, I 
actually. I do have to go find that recipe and see what it see what it tastes like. Yeah, I mean soup, or I like to put it in salad. And uh, again, just not every day, but to mix it up every once in a while. All right. So getting back um, uh, with you, Brent. Um, just one more thing about COVID, and so much has been discussed over the last year and a half about the people that are getting into serious conditions and dying from COVID are those that have underlying chronic medical conditions, and we all know what they are. It's high blood pressure, it's diabetes, it's kidney disease, lung disease, fatty liver cirrhosis, uh, and it's uh, just just a problem. Do you think we are, are, are seeing individuals where sort of that light goes off in their head to say, I don't want to be one of those people. I don't, if, if I do have a chronic illness or I'm at risk for a chronic illness, it is time for me to change these ways so it doesn't happen to me. What are you seeing from your position? we're seeing it from both sides. I think there are people out there that have made the changes for the better. Um, and, you know, they double down throughout this time and said, hey, you know, look, this is, this is if I don't take care of me, then bad things are going to be happening, right. uh, you know, here from the, in the future. And, but I also think on the other side, where we just go back to what we talked about, about change, that, and that as you said, the change is hard. Uh, and other people have been just resistant to it and just kind of continues with the, the same, hey, I'm too busy, I can't do it right now, right. work needs all my attention. You know, so again, I think we've, if you're if you're there, you know, I always tell people, you know, when they come to the gym and say, we have to look at it. We're, we're like a combination lock. You've got five numbers. I can come along and say something to you and I'm going to get the first digit on it. And then they could be listening to your show one day and all of a sudden that's the second digit. And we just have to come around at the right time, right. saying the same stuff over and over and over. And I think it was, we, we literally cannot force someone to make that change. Right. It just has to be at that right moment. And I think it's kind of a, again, it goes back into a total environment for that person, whether they have someone a loved one who maybe suffered from it, or maybe they heard from a doctor, hey, if you don't do this right now, you got to make a change. So I think that's why we need so many different voices, um, you know, from those of us here in the gyms where we see a lot of these people on a daily basis, uh, to yourself where people might be coming in maybe once a month, maybe a little bit more sure. uh, sporadic than that. You know, I think it's then you're hearing radio shows, you're seeing stuff on TV, you're seeing stuff in magazines. As long as it's coming from a healthy place, I think the more voices in this, the, the better. No, I think that's really quite a brilliant uh, uh, approach to this overwhelming problem where for the individuals, it may not be just me. It may not be just you. But if if people are given at every turn, be it at work, they're talking to somebody about health and wellness. They go to the gym and they meet you and your team. They come to the doctor and they get some good, credible information. And they tune into the radio or they listen to a podcast. And it all starts to make sense. It's a it's really a theme of wellness. That's what I think. And, and it has to resonate. And I'd like to think that sooner or later, people are going to get the courage to change and come forward and, and you know, just do what they have to do to try to limit, uh, limit these complications. The other, the other um, sort of fun thing I always like to talk about, and I tend to be a bit of a gadget kind of guy, we have all of these devices out there, this wearable stuff, be it 
Apple Watch, iPhone, Fitbit. Now I saw an article about some intelligent clothing that you could wear, a shirt that can measure uh, your movement and, and your heart rate and things like that. Where do, where do you think this all fits in with, with trying to stay well? I'm the exact opposite of yourself. I'm, I am the least gadget person uh-huh. uh, out there. You know, where I'm going to, I look at things from a little bit more of an old school approach on it to say is yes, there are some of us out there that love numbers. They love the data. They right. love tracking things and then going back into spreadsheets and breaking it down and <laughs> yeah. looking at it forward and backwards, which is awesome if you actually make change from it. Because sometimes we get so bogged down into the you know just the finite details of yeah, things. Yeah, all the and data. It's like yeah. someone. Yeah, it's like someone tracking calories, and then they start to get into the, the macros and the micros of all that, you know, kind of the nutrients. And then they're like, oh, my gosh, i, I got to have this one specific thing, and I can't have that one. You know, and you get so bogged down into it that the stress of all of it yeah. is, is worse for you than actually just eating it all. But to go back to your question about as far as the gadgets go, um, you know, a simple watch, you know, make sure you have a good pair of shoes. Like, let's not complicate things too much. Like, yeah. Let's get into a good, steady routine. Let's be doing this for three to six months of just being consistent with doing the same thing every single day, you know, making some good food choices, moving your body, you know, four, five, six times a week, you know, just roughly 30 minutes. Again, you don't have to do anything too crazy. Um, if you want to track something, do it old school, pen and paper, or if you want to use your phone on it, you know, break out your notes section onto onto your phone and just simply put a check mark, uh, you know, in, in the notes section next to the date there on your phone. But the, the, the simpler that we can keep it, the less that we can try to blame something else. Right. Oh, well, that watch didn't track my calories properly, right. or, you know, that fit technology, you know, kind of, it didn't, it didn't tell me I did this, you know, I ran short of this, I did this over here. So, you know, it, I think it's just go back into just very simple, go get a Timex yeah. watch, go get a whatever Casio kind of watch, simple yeah. $12 thing and just go for it. Yeah. You know, and when you look at it 50 years ago, when we were not having these conversations about childhood obesity and adult obesity. Mm -hmm. Um, That was it. It was the Timex watch and a pair of Keds. Uh, that was it. It was very, Absolutely. very simple. So with, yeah. with all the technology, we, it, it really has not parlayed into less disease. And, and that, right. that's, that's a whole other segment to have you on for. Um, I know that um, at Avenue Fitness and with your colleagues and your team there, you, you do get, uh, uh, discussions about nutrition, and I am a big fan for people cooking at home as much as they can. What do you see from your clients uh, at the gym? I, well, I think of everything I've said today has been about 50-50. You know, we've seen some people who have doubled down and are like, you know, we're cooking at home now, just like my family and I. My, my wife is uh, an awesome cook. Um, you know, throughout all COVID, we got comfortable with just eating at home. Yeah. Um, you know, we've even done fun things where we let our girls, you know, who's in one is nine and, and one is 12, you know, we let them cook for an entire week for us. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't some kind of social media worthy, you know, type of let's throw pictures up on, you know, online and show everybody about right. it. But it was good. It was fun. It taught them some stuff to, to do throughout as well. But then we also, on the flip side, you got so many people that have gotten the habit of ordering out. Right. Now you can order anything that you possibly want to your house. Which yeah makes it convenient, and I completely understand that, but when it's convenient every single night, what ends up happening is those french fries that you could probably made at home, right. it might have taken you an extra 10 minutes, probably by the time it gets delivered to you, you could have made it in the same amount of time. Right. Uh, you know, the healthier version at home, but not so healthy that's coming to you, and when we do that every single day, as you were talking about the childhood obesity, we start to teach our kids these habits, right. and most of us that are listening, you know, I'm sure all the listeners, you probably ate out maybe once or twice as a kid growing up. 
up. Right. And now it is in every almost nightly thing. And yeah. you think about what we eat at school and you think about what we eat after school, you know, and the drinks and stuff and everything that's getting. So it just packs on. And just like the obese, you know, just the, the diabetes that's kicking in now, you go, what about kids getting it when they're 10, 11, 12? And what is that going to be like when they're in their 80s and 90s? Right. You know, we're, we're starting to see that kind of ill effects of that yeah. long-term progression of the disease. Oh, it's, it's, it's horrible. So uh, Brent, in the last 15, 20 seconds, sum it up for everybody listening tonight take-home message when thinking about exercise? Yeah, I think it's just start where you're at. Don't, don't look to, to get too complicated with things. Uh, the, the most basic thing that you can possibly do is go for a walk every single day. Um, you know, take your dog, take your spouse, take your kids, uh, and start to create that habit, I think, on a daily basis that you start to just get out there and start to remember what it's like to move around as you did once as a kid. Right. And I promise you, the more the consistency that you stick with it, the more, you know, the next two weeks, the next three weeks, the next three months, the next six months. Got if you it. just do it day in, day out, that is what's going to end up being something for your long-term health. All right. Brent Gallagher with Avenue Fitness. AvenueFit.com is where you could find him. Thank you so much. And for everybody tuning in, have a great week. Guess what? We will be back here next Sunday night. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening today to our podcast. Don't forget, for more information, check out drjoegalati.com. Information about my book, Eating Yourself Sick, is available there, as well as our clinical practice, radio program, and social media links. We need you to be part of our tribe and community. Until we meet again, I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Ciao.